Hey guys, Christina here. I just wanted to pop in before I start the intro and let you know that this episode gets very raw and real and personal and it might be triggering if you have an eating disorder or if you have struggled with one in the past. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there. If you feel like people talking about um, disordered eating thoughts and behavior patterns might trigger you, then make a judgment call. If it's not the best idea for you right now, then it's not the best idea for you right now. So just, you know, take care of yourself, make good choices for yourself. And yeah, I really think that this episode is amazing because we get so personal and just real, but just want to put that disclaimer out there. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Hello guys, my name is Christina and I'm your host of Actually Adultish. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. (laughs) Thanks if you have subscribed, if you've left a rating and review on iTunes, you're the best. If you haven't, you should go do that because then I would love you even more than I already do. And then you should also go join our Facebook group. It's called Actually Adultish Podcast Nation, and it's the best. And we share lots of juicy, dirty secrets in there. But we're going to share more juicy, dirty secrets right now on this podcast because I have a fan fave back again. (laughs) Danica. Say hey, Danica. Hey, guys. Are you excited to be back? I am. I'm very excited. I feel like the last time I was here was a lot different point in my life, yeah. but it was like a month and a half ago. So was it really? Oh my god! It seems I don't know. like a that long, was that night. I felt almost like I don't even know what happened. But you dropped a lot of bombs. That yeah, night. I dropped a lot of bombs all the while. Like every time I listen to it, I'm like, wow, what a fucking hypocrite I am. No, <laughs> funniest night of my life okay if you guys don't know danica miller she is just the most fabulous person i've ever met why don't you tell people about yourself if they don't know you oh my god that's the worst question actually i'm not even gonna have you do that whatever danica's just awesome when we met we met because we both um danica was the og intern for jordan younger the balance blonde and then i came and swooped in after she had to quit so or left i don't know what you did but what did i do I, it was more like a yeah how did you exit? i have to go out in the world oh okay. well i then got another job like i started working for a digital marketing agency and uh that turned into like a full-time thing so. how did you do that were you just like jordan i'm looking for another job well she knew she was it was just very like um I would still shoot with her, but then she started shooting with other people, so it was a very like seamless transition. Gotcha. Um, and then like she was just hyped for me to get that next yeah. job. And I thought you were like this big professional photographer, <laughs> and I was like so intimidated because no, yeah, no, I'm. But you are. You're really cool. Danica basically did my grad picture. I made her do my grad pictures <laughs> last weekend and. They're so amazing. I'm going to die. The like, best <laughs> fucking part about the whole thing. Oh, my God. We showed up to UCLA and I was like so stoked because it was like a beautiful day. And there were thousands of fucking people on campus. No, we're no, like, no, not just people. Freshmen. Freshmen. <laughs> Incoming freshmen in their families, which means people who don't speak English and don't know where they are and they're asking for directions. And I'm just like, they're going on tours and they're in all of the prime photo spots. This is how out of the loop I am because I didn't know it was fucking Bruin Day. It was the one awesome. day, the one Saturday of like the year that you don't go on campus <laughs> i had no idea and that's the day i decided to take my pictures yeah and they were just in every literally i knew we were in trouble the first, the first location we go to we go to the goddamn fountain we don't even have one picture done yet and this oh girl God. walks up to us like before we even start shooting and danica has like her professional camera i'm in my outfit everyone's looking at me and this girl walks up and she's like can you take a picture of my family on our phone? And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I couldn't say no. Yeah, I like, you couldn't, but I just feel like that's so rude. It was pretty rude. I mean, 
it was it was entertaining but nonetheless I was like oh my god get the fuck out of my shot like the whole day I was just like on stimulation overload like there's fucking people coming out of nowhere too much but like a lot of them turned out really great and they're really good pictures but I just hate when people look at me like they were looking at us like we were like zoo animals yeah well and it was hilarious every time someone was like congratulations and i I was just thinking like oh how nice to be so excited about something yeah you know (laughs) i was like you're graduating from high school and you're like so hyped because you got into ucla like how cute it was so funny because they're all saying congratulations and like looking at me and smiling and you can tell they like have this image in their head of how great it's going to be to go to ucla and i just wanted to be like don't go here (laughs) I've never been happier to leave somewhere. I was like, I honestly wanted to be like, honestly, and actually it's so funny because everybody thought that I was graduating that day on social media. Everyone's like, did you graduate today? I was like, no, I just took fucking pictures. Like I didn't even have my cap and gown. I just had that ugly ass sash, but we made it work. Yeah. And then all these people were messaging me being like, oh my God, I'm going to UCLA too. Like, do you have any advice? And I just wanted to be like, yeah, don't go. <laughs> but I didn't. I was like, oh. Don't take the blue pill. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm just like, don't go to, I don't know, the bad dining halls. I have nothing to say to people. I love it. that school. So why? I don't know. I you just, don't even know about it. You're right. Even when I was on campus, I was like, I've never even been to this side of the campus. I've just always loved UCLA. And then I needed to take a pic. The problem was that all the photo spots were where they were like doing things for the incoming freshmen. And I needed to take a picture by the Bruin Bear. So I had to wait. (laughs) I had to wait in a fucking line. It was like we were waiting for like. like, I feel like it was at Disneyland. Yeah, we were waiting for fucking Thunder Mountain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no joke. I was like, okay, I got to get up there. And then we we have like. A one minute window because you know like usually when we're photo shoot like doing a photo shoot we'll take like 500 pictures for sure we're in a spot for a while yeah but we had like a window of like two seconds and then everybody else in line was incoming freshmen and then also the goddamn broom bear they had him wearing his own sash that said welcome class of 2020 yeah. something yeah and i was like oh my god so i had to cover it with my body did that did they end up co- those, those were actually my favorite. Really? Those turned out my favorite. Oh my god, yeah. that's so funny. I guess I'm good under pressure, but it was awesome. I mean, I love them. They're did fucking it. bright. Yeah, that's probably why I like them. But, but should we talk about what happened like prior to that? Honestly, Janika had the worst week <laughs> I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> well, she, it was pretty fucking yeah. shitty. Can you explain what happened? Totally. Uh, it would be my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so i'm sorry is it mean that i get so much enjoyment out of your struggles no because like the thing is that's what life's about like i'm still yeah exactly (laughs) like i still have this like immediate amount of like gratitude like i had a real fucking shitty day last week but i'm still happy like i still have like i'm not letting it kill me yeah um but at this point we could just like sit back and laugh about it um immediately before i saw christina should i start there should i like start from the very beginning beginning. okay so very beginning because i got this text message the night before i was like hey can you come at 10 and she's like i don't even you just like shot at me with five horrible things that happened you're like i've had the worst day yeah and you listed all these things and i was like oh shit like i feel so bad i was like putting i didn't even mean it to like make you feel bad it was just more of like this is where i'm at in life yeah. i'm so fucking hyped to take these photos oh, okay. of you i didn't no. know if you were like trying to be like i don't want to do it if no, you're no, trying no, no, to be no. like okay i need something to make me happy no i literally was like so hyped okay. to take your photos because okay, of good. my situation <laughs> so um <laughs> last week <laughs> I started off the week feeling like a literal piece of like dog shit and I go into work. So I started working literally literal dog shit. Um, So last I was on the podcast, I was transitioning into a new job. I was a full time photographer as at a jewelry company called Goriana. And um, that was going well to my knowledge. (laughs) 
for about three hours <laughs> for about technically 17 fucking days um so last monday i'm i feel like shit and i ended up it, come to find out i had strep throat and I couldn't hear out of my ear for like a week. Do you know and how you then got it, it turned into strep. No, I have no idea how I got it, but I still can't hear out of my one f- of your one night stands. No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, please listen to it because it's all about Danica's sexual adventures. I've only had one one night stand, Christina. Whatever. I like to. And if my mom is listening, she's going to fucking kill me after okay, that one. Okay. Okay. But you've had sexual adventures. Several. Yeah. Okay, go listen to the old, old episode, guys. I'm not sure how I got strep, but it's pretty gross and like awful. But um, I'm sorry. It's okay. So I felt like garbage. Tuesday, I go into work and everything's fine. And I'm just like, I'm going to suck it up. I'm on antibiotics now. It's going to be great. And um, in the morning, I was shooting for Nordstrom, which was incredible. Like, I was shooting jewelry for the Nordstrom catalog. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. Are they going to use that? Well, I fucking hope so. (laughs) I mean, I'd hope like they're not going to reshoot that. And then by Tuesday night, I was fired. Um, (laughs) Wow. So those are like escalated quickly. Pretty drastic differences of going from Nordstrom's catalog to being fired. Um, Were you just like totally blindsided? 100%. They just like called you into the office and were like, this isn't working out. Bye. Literally, that's how it was. Um, (laughs) They sat me down. out of a movie. Dude, who can I pitch you to? Your life. Uh, okay, I want to think about I'm this. I'm getting Keep there. Going. I feel like if I were to, like, stop my life and, like, sell it mm-hmm. or, like, start writing it, it would do injustice to whatever the fuck is going to happen in the future. Like, I just have to let things happen. Oh and then it's going to be some weird shit. Wait, I actually have a really good idea that we'll talk about after. Okay, perfect. This that makes me excited. Sneaky, yeah. Um. So... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, they called you into the office. Oh, it called me into the office, and I was like awesome like i've been working here i'm yeah. totally get to sit down you like thought they're gonna give you a raise no like i thought that they were gonna give me some sort of review like yeah. what do i need to work on what do i need to get better at? i was yeah. i was working like a dog i was yeah. so exhausted just learning things and they're like so <laughs> it's not really working out for us and i was just sitting there like motherfucker what <laughs> They're like, I literally would be speechless. Bad news. (laughs) You're just not fitting. And I was just sitting there like, um, squeeze me? Yeah. (laughs) Did you like defend yourself? Like, I'm just like trying to, I don't even know how you would. I was in shock. Yeah. Did you say anything until like, did you try and defend yourself and be like, what do you mean? I wasn't, I'm not fitting. So my initial thought was like, oh, hell. Yeah. Fucking no. (laughs) No Like I am going to raise all hell. Yeah. And then the second thought that came over was like, just be just be nice. Just listen. Just yeah. listen to what they have to say because obviously they're making a huge fucking decision yeah. right now. Um, so I just sat and listened and they were like, you're not fitting in with the culture like we expected you to and you're just not at what you're not at the level that we thought you were going to be at. And I'm just thinking like, yo, oh. the position that I'm taking took four years to specialize. <laughs> I've been here for less than a month. Yeah. Give me a fucking chance. Yeah. But all the while they said I like I wasn't being friendly to other people or whatever. But last I checked, I didn't sign up to be a part of a fucking sorority. I signed up to work. Yeah. So like, is it like, is it sorority? It's very sorority. And I I never, I've never been in a sorority before. Mm -hmm. I just put that term on loosely, but, um, it's funny you say that because like, one guy who I dated a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know like what to put labels on. He was like, when I told him about it, he was like, um, you just have been in a very aggressive, like he's like, you were just in an aggressive lifestyle for a long time. Just like being an athlete and stuff. Yeah. So a part of me was like, if I throw myself in a, um, in an environment, a working environment with a bunch of women mm-hmm. is very passive. And mm-hmm. I guess I come from a background of being very like forward and aggressive and like 
on the nose with things yeah. and maybe my behavior was in fact being bitchy when I didn't mean for it to be that way because I can't do with passive shit I like I'm so fucking yeah like We're the relationships like yeah. anything I cannot deal with passive aggressive yeah. bullshit Me and apparently I didn't deal with that very well so. What kind of passive-aggressive bullshit were they doing? This is a good topic. Passive-aggressiveness is a great topic, and it sounds like it should be also, like, a Drake song or something. Yeah, literally. Um, hold on. I'm having problems with With your mic. Oh, did that work? Okay, cool. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> we're readjusting over here. Yes, readjusting. Um, what was I saying? What were oh, passive-aggressiveness. Yeah. So for instance like I've had some time to like think back like when was I being a bitch in terms or like when was I being aggressive and I think there was a few points like I had my own studio Mm -hmm. so I worked in my own room and um there were times like on the other side of my room was the marketing team so -hmm. there was like four or five girls and when they would start getting chatty they would get really fucking loud which is Mm -hmm. fine like that's cool but to me, it was like, if I'm learning something, if I'm heavy into mm-hmm. editing, I'm getting distracted by what they're saying. So I would get up and like shut the door. Yeah. And to me, I'm like the same. I'm this, like, I can't work with noise. Right. Right. So like, like, I need to be by myself and no noise and like, don't like leave me alone. Right. So like solving that problem, shut the door and move on. Yeah. But I think that was a signal to the rest of the girls because they're girls at this point and not women. Yeah. Was she's being a bitch. We're being too loud. Oh my god. Which is like that's not fucking cool. Yeah. Like if if like I don't know, if that was a problem, why didn't we have a sit down conversation yeah, exactly. and be like the behavior that you're having is kind of inappropriate. Well, like, give goes, me that. Yeah, it goes back to what you're saying like you didn't sign up to like be an authority. It's like right. what what do you want? Do you want me to master these skills and like actually do my job or do you want me to hang out and be friends and what's funny just talking about company culture in general i feel well i mean obviously i've only had so many experiences with it but company every company culture i've been in in la is literally like a sorority like people don't fucking work right all day and then that was not my experience like back in the bay like at other in other areas and like it's so weird to me and i tell that's what i tell jordan i'm like jordan when i'm at home working i can get in like like three hours the amount of work that other people go to go to work and do in 40 a 40 hour week Mm because i i remember like interning and i would sit there and watch like my bosses and the people around me and they're literally spending their whole day surfing the internet chatting with each other talking eating and everybody thought i was weird and rude because i was sitting there trying to focus and i'm like why are people like people are unproductive Mm -hmm. so then i'm like so what do you want Mm -hmm. i guess people are fine paying people just hang out well i think it's uh, i love that you said that because um i was that person at one point like Mm -hmm. at the marketing agency i kind of it was like I was on a salary job and like I knew I had to be out by like six or seven, but mm-hmm. I would always be seven. So I allowed myself to kind of like dick around at times. Mm-hmm. But and so like for you interning for that location or that company, you worked really, really hard because you wanted to learn and you had this like eager ability to get shit done. Yeah. And you, so you it's hard like as an intern. You got to like prove yourself. One hundred percent. So yeah. like when you look at other people who are working, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing yeah. all day you're on pinterest for four fucking exactly. days doing nothing right so to me i had that same feeling that you had um at this new job and i was just like i have a lot to learn i don't have time to make friends mm-hmm. i'll make friends eventually Later. yeah yeah but you're like i gotta master these skills because it was like a technical t- it was like, so technical yeah i mean like l- don't get me wrong like like coming from lifestyle photography where it's like you capture things in the raw you get Mm -hmm. things for what they are and like going into fashion photography Mm -hmm. you're literally morphing models bodies like i was i was (gasps) fucking transforming these women who are already stunning to make them be something that they're not and that is a very technical job wait wait i want to talk about this so what exactly were you doing to their bodies 
You're making them look skinnier. Yes. What part of their bodies? I want to know the details. I want people to know, like, this is mm-hmm. what people do. Mm-hmm. Um, that the images that you're seeing aren't real. Yeah. And it, yeah, this, it is this bothers affect, me a lot. Did like, this affect you? Like, yeah, 100%. Okay, we're going to get into this. Okay, tell me, tell me, like, technically, like, you're editing a picture. What are you doing? So the whole when i was being trained Mm -hmm. the whole idea was edit an image so it's about the jewelry Mm -hmm. so take anything out that distracts the consumer's eye from what needs to be bought Mm. so that includes blemishes that includes wrinkles that includes any discoloration of the skin um anything that takes you away and that includes like waistlines and breasts and like the size of arms and granted these are not just random girls these are these are models who yeah, are who a are part of a- yeah, agencies too thin. they're literally yeah they are specifically size zero to size two and i had to morph their bodies specifically this makes me so upset okay wait so, but did, did they ever tell you like specifically like use like make their waist no skin? there was never a like the whole thing was like season to taste blah 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 so the problem that i had was <laughs> ooh, um my as a photographer for me like as an artist if i want to get all like theological right now the way i see the world is everyone is absolutely stunning yeah i never in my life have ever wanted to photoshop anyone and and morph their bodies because to me everyone is beautiful why Mm -hmm. the fuck would i need to change anyone if they're beautiful yeah so it was really it was it was really fucking weighing me down because i was sitting there like pulling apart their skin and like pulling apart who they were specifically to sell to sell yeah and so then i would look really deep into like fashion magazines and like whoever was on the cover like um harper's bazaar with kendall jenner i was looking at those images and i was like this isn't real none of this is real i can't i I don't ever look at those magazines and i when i see them like the only time i see them is when i'm like at the hair salon yeah and they're like out yeah and or like the nail salon and i honestly can't even look at them because it hurt it like Mm -hmm. physically hurts me to see how thin these girls are and it it really doesn't look real Mm -hmm. And for me, it brings me back to a space when I was so thin. Mm-hmm. And I think, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, this is literally a magazine of sick women. It's what I see. But I, it's so, I can't even imagine doing that because I feel like for you, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to edit these girls to look a certain way. And how do you, how do you determine mm-hmm. that they're literally making, putting you in the position of you, you decide when is this person skinny enough, mm-hmm. which is fucked up Mm -hmm. and i like it's against my moral compass it's against this like my feminist agenda Mm -hmm. to come in and change women yeah i'm sorry it's not a part of me and so maybe like did you realize you're gonna have to do that when you took the job no okay no okay so this was like honestly i'm glad you got fired yeah and you know what on maybe every level honestly if the fact that i was not in fact um meshing with the girls mm-hmm. maybe i was because maybe it was because i was like internally holding on to this like frustration that yeah. my job was to edit the fucking shit out of people and it was so against what i stand for yeah so maybe that's good and maybe like the fashion industry isn't something that i want to photograph anymore and you know what fuck i'm so glad Mm -hmm. so glad to find that out sooner than later instead Mm -hmm. of investing a whole lot into it um yeah so that was pretty gnarly it's it's not fun and um now i look at magazines um i've always looked at magazines as like an opportunity to be like how do they make this like when i was a child i would i wouldn't look at like 
my magazines and be like, I want to look like that one day. I never had that thought. Yeah. I never looked at people that way. I always thought, how do I make that one day? Mm -hmm. And that's why I've become a photographer because I've always gone to, I want to make these images, not be them. Mm -hmm. But as I was making these certain ones, it really fucked with me because it's like, I don't stand for this whatsoever. I think it's such an interesting perspective because I feel like, I mean, we do hear a lot, you know, the images you see in the media aren't real, blah, 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 but you never hear from the person who's, you never really hear from you, the Mm -hmm. person who's literally photoshopping them. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, this is somebody's job to Mm -hmm. photoshop these women and it's just like standardized now. Like, and that's how they sell this stuff and you don't realize it. And I mean, I think about Nordstrom. I love Nordstrom. I get like most of my clothes from there but when I look at the models like to me there's such a like those women if you look at any photo in any of the it's like not possible Mm. for their bodies to actually be like they look so they look like they're seven feet tall and like the size of my pinky Mm -hmm. like physically it's like Mm -hmm. impossible proportions Mm -hmm. but we don't realize it we're just like used to walking by and seeing that you know and even the mannequins they Mm -hmm. put out Mm -hmm. they put out mannequins with these unrealistic like nobody has the body of a mannequin Mm -hmm. and then we see the clothes on that and then people compare themselves like but i want to talk about like how that affected you more Mm -hmm. so interesting enough so (laughs) so tuesday (laughs) flying way back in a conversation yeah got fired from my job which was a total shocker and then uh thursday my car got broken into so strep throat got fired (laughs) car broken into Didn't steal anything, which was great. But all the while, I've fucked up. Why window. do you think they broke into it? I honestly, I'm not sure. I have this Grateful Dead sticker on the side of my car, which mm-hmm. is like it's a band, and it's like spontaneously known for like drugs and like some psychedelic shit. So I think they thought that I had drugs in my car, which I am the last person to ever have (laughs) drugs in my car, unless if it's prescribed Xanax. So (laughs) that stuffed throat. Yeah. Yeah. Or Zithromycin. Yeah. yeah, Or what the fuck it's called. But um, yeah. And then Saturday I saw you left my car in the fucking uber outside of your apartment and i was just phone or what i say you left you said you left your car in the uber i even said that she texted that to me earlier oh my god clearly my car is on my mind she literally wait i'm just realizing yeah i opened my door and she goes i left my phone in the uber and i was like what the fuck and like i honestly was so scared i thought you like sat down at the table i thought you were just gonna fucking break down i was about to i was like okay we can fix this (laughs) thank god you did because honestly i was at my last fucking wits yeah, end that was literally the last try. i felt horrible yeah that and i was didn't rough. want you to have a breakdown before my photo shoot damn <laughs> selfish bitch no no you had no, it but going I felt on so bad for you because you literally had the worst week ever and then i was like asking you to do work and i was like no oh my god. it was totally but fine we got the we got the uber driver to come back i co- we called him and that's where i was like okay things are gonna fucking turn around yeah, now i got my phone back absolutely um but okay so back to the job and shit it was oh, so oh how do i say this just say it, just say it. <laughs> so since my life has kind of gone for a crazy route i'm also moving back home with my parents the reason why i moved i initially moved back to orange county was for this fucking job and now i don't have Mm -hmm. it anymore so i'm just kind of like what is my next step what do i do there's a lot going on um and i i feel as if i've been restricting myself when it comes to the nutrition of my body and um i really had like this major moment this past weekend i was for mother's day Mm -hmm. i was looking at old images to like post for a photo of me and my mom and i couldn't find fucking anything 
like my mom and I don't have any photos together and that makes me so sad like she's my only person that I need in life like why don't I have a photo with her yeah looked back and the last one that I had had was from like a wedding maybe a year and a half ago and then I started going back to like when I graduated from college and I was looking at me in the photo and I was so heavy in this photo and I remember thinking that was the heaviest I've ever been in my life like I stepped on the scale then and I was 168 Mm -hmm. and when I went to urgent care for my strep throat uh, yeah um they said that I was 148 Mm -hmm. and I've lost 20 pounds Mm -hmm. since I graduated from college and so like looking back at those um at that photo of myself I was just like it's so fucked up but I said it in my mind I was like I don't ever want to be that size until I'm pregnant when when did you set that in your mind like this weekend this past weekend weekend. okay yeah when I was looking back at it because were you I've lost you want to lose weight like no no not at all like like, okay so like like, at that time like I fucking loved my body like I was curvy as shit like my ass was amazing like I was so I loved everything I was whole yeah enough I was not insecure Mm -hmm. I was whole at that size um but I've lost 20 pounds since I graduated and I've lost 15 and within the last year because probably because of my marathon training. And I've mm-hmm. just realized like, here I am back at this weight where I was when I was 16, which is insane. But like, this is what I'm supposed to be. I suppose like all of that weight in between was just like a lot of like binge drinking and like Mm -hmm. just kind of like fucking around not being at the fitness level that I was um and I think like after I said that to myself this past weekend I was like that is the most unkind thing that I can ever say to myself yeah and I think it's because I was like sitting at a fucking computer editing these women based off of what I'm telling myself I have to make them look like Mm -hmm. that was a direct reflection of me sitting looking at myself when at that time I thought it was absolutely beautiful amazing body was fine looking at it thinking I don't want to be that size till I'm pregnant that is fucked up yeah that is so fucked up yeah and the last time that I started having this like body image problem was when I was in college I was playing volleyball and we had to do fat testing and I shit you not I was with my whole team and like all beautiful bodies like extreme killer athletic d1 women Mm -hmm. who are like our bodies are incredible they do crazy shit and we are in spandex shorts and sports bras and about to get tested for fat and they literally what was the point of that it was it had nothing to do with our performance it had nothing to do with literally what is the point of that it was it was fucking somewhere in kinesiology they were doing some study so they were they were comparing the fat percentage between all of the college teams okay which i thought at the time i was very insecure at Mm -hmm. the time I thought it was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Now looking back at it, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense why I was so fucked up. Um, and they would literally bring up these clamps, these like yeah. fucking clamps, and they would like squeeze the fat on your arms, on your stomach, on your ass, on your thighs, on your back. Yeah. And then compare throughout the team all the girls oh and then you were dunked in water until all the oxygen was released from your water and that would get your exact body fat percentage literally like makes me sick to my stomach (laughs) and that did nothing to us it literally and then like it was plastered on the fucking wall are you serious who had the most fat percentage jesus christ i was like i had um 23 percent and the girl who had 25%, which is normal, mm-hmm. by the way, was, like, shunned. Are you kidding? It was just more of, like, oh, blah, 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 got 25. 
Oh my god. I now have 21%. It makes you want to cry. But I want to look back at my, like, when I was at 23 and I was, like, the best athlete Mm -hmm. of my life at that point. Mm -hmm. I just want to, like, hug that version of me and be Mm -hmm. like, you're fucking incredible. Yeah. Don't worry about this. Yeah. Because it's literally just a number. It's literally a number. number. I mean, what matters is what your body can do and if you're healthy. Like... As women, we need body fat. I mean, men do too, but especially as women, if you want to be functioning and fertile and like do what you're meant to do, like, and it's just so like, that's what I don't, I never kind of have really understood about the number on the scale thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not something I ever struggled with in terms of that, like, because I never understood why someone, I never understood why someone would care if they, like, what number was on the scale like i hear about girls being like i just want to lose three pounds and i'm like mm. on the outside like why do you care what the number says when no one knows that besides you you know like right from the outside i don't like i'll have friends be like oh my god i gained five pounds and i'm like i literally didn't notice like I, no one would notice mm-hmm. like you're the only person who's like and what does that number mean mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. like what's actually happening to you in your body like you know what i'm saying like the number the actual number doesn't matter what matters is like your health (laughs) if that makes you know what i'm saying how you're feeling 100 percent. like the only time i was chasing numbers was when i was trying to gain weight Mm -hmm. and then i like realized i i hated i realized how much i hated like scales you know because for me it was like this anxiety from the other side of it like every week i would hope i gained weight and i wasn't and then you know so then it's sad to me when people are like on the other side and like Mm -hmm. i'm like do you know i remember thinking i was like i would see these girls complaining about like being like 115 pounds and i'm like I would kill mm-hmm. to be like 30 pounds heavier than mm-hmm. I am right now. And you're sitting here freaking out that you've gained two pounds. And like, I'm like, you you know how lucky you are that you can, you have a body and you can run around and you can walk around and you feel healthy and strong and you can laugh and like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. it's just a fucking number. I don't know. But that body fat percentage thing is stupid. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly and like to say about the whole like numbers don't matter thing i totally agree with you 100 percent um it's funny you say that because when i was at (laughs) oh my god i thought about this today but uh when i was at my heaviest if we call it that Mm -hmm. i ended up sleeping with a guy who literally probably had the body of fucking thor like (laughs) shit this guy was out of this world not real body yeah and i just remember like standing there like naked and i was just like dude you're about to fuck the michelin man i I just like stood there like what is happening right now how is your body that and mine is this like i'm not sure no that's so horrible but this is the thing but he was like you're so sexy you're so this and i'm like at this point like that like my curves are sexy to someone exactly it doesn't fucking matter at I that know. point you know and we really think we're like who are we trying to impress i'm like if, exactly. if it's a guy most guys don't notice or care. they just they don't give a shit they're like there's a naked girl <laughs> yeah, in front of me yeah, exactly. and like i don't know it comes down to just these pressures on ourselves mm-hmm. like at the end of the day you know if it's your friends, then they're not your real friends. Right. Like, if somebody if somebody literally wasn't your friend because you're a certain weight, then, like, fuck that. That's mm-hmm. literally out of, like, a bad sorority movie that was, like, made for TV. Totally. They have to be a certain way. I don't even know. No, but, that's true. So, you told yourself that in your head. Yeah, I told then, myself that. And um, so, since I ran the marathon and, like, I start. I. I mean, these this past year specifically, mm-hmm. I really ate a lot healthier and kind of like figured out like, 
oh, some like food allergies, this and that, like mm-hmm. let's kind of like play with it and adopted more of like a vegetarian diet. And it's been working for me. Mm-hmm. So I've been eating a lot healthier than I was before. And now all of a sudden, since my life is kind of like flipped on its ass, mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing that I can control is what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And not even, like, what I'm eating, but how much I am. Like, yesterday, I did spin, and I did this, like, super intense yoga class. And I probably, and I, like, probably, like, rode around my bike all through the west side six or seven miles. Mm -hmm. And I didn't eat enough. Did you know that? I sustainably, like... Yeah. There there was a huge difference when I woke up today. I was groggy and I was like yeah. out of it. I've been out of it all day because I realized like the calories that I burnt were not up to standard of like mm-hmm. the cal- the proper calories that I was bringing into my body. And I'm like mm, I'm not trying to lose weight at this point or and I'm I guess another thing is I know a lot of your audience or whatever um I don't want for them to like get triggered by this yeah. with their eating disorders, like by me sharing this. I think it's important that we talk about this. Though. Yeah. Like, it's important that we talk about the way people's minds are working. Yeah. It's something that so many people battle with. I, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that freaking everybody in America at least has some, has some version of disordered eating, mm-hmm. if not now at some point, like it's like, honestly, our society like we're just it's ingrained in us to think honestly poorly you know i don't know on some level it's like everybody i've written a blog post about this just like everybody's after weight loss it's like you're supposed to be always wanting to lose weight Mm -hmm. like that's just like the frame of mind like oh if it's like if like health has been equated with losing weight Mm -hmm. Mm. but it's not Mm -hmm. you know at all Mm mm-hmm like it's actually dangerous for that for that to happen right so no but i think it's helpful for you to share yeah how you think like okay your mindset let's get to the root of it yeah exactly and um i have kind of like spent all day thinking about it and it's made me like very sad and like very anxious but i've realized by me eating or not eating Mm -hmm it's like the only control that I have over situations and if that is a key term for anorexia or orthorexia then we can call it that but it's not so much that it's controlling my life it's just there's tendencies Mm -hmm. and I see it right now and I don't want it to get to that next level Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna like honor the fact that I see it it's in front of me and I can't fucking do it like so the rest of my life is out of control but why am I gonna allow food Mm -hmm. or the lack thereof Mm -hmm. to control me like I can't let that happen yeah yeah no I mean I think it's so amazing that you're recognized like immediately that you're having those kinds of thoughts and like you're like i'm not gonna let this happen Mm -hmm. you know because that's how people fall into the trap immediately and like i mean it doesn't matter what the what the label is it's Mm -hmm. like disordered eating and disordered thoughts and like it's so easy to get down that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. you know and like people get addicted people get addicted to that sense of control Mm -hmm. but you uh, that's why it's so hard it's like we have to find other ways to like kind of use that need for control like you know what i'm saying like i mean for you it's like figuring out something else i think also a lot of people that this is i've noticed um when they have too much time on their hands Mm -hmm. um that's when it becomes a problem for a lot of people like because they have time to think about it Mm -hmm. and like we weren't meant i don't think that life is meant to be thinking about food and exercise all the time Mm -hmm. and and it's hard when you have more free time and also when we live in a world where that's so much of what media is if you're on instagram that's 
that's all anyone's talking about. Mm. Um, if you're anywhere, that's all. It's all focused around. But I mean, like, I have, like, I've I've had a few clients who have like they'll be like, I don't know why, like, I can't. They'll be home on winter break or like college, you know, um, break. They'll be at home. Like, I don't know why I, when I'm at home, I feel I'm so much. I'm I'm super hungry and I um, can't stop thinking about food and I'm like overthinking the amounts in this and I'm like it's I'm like you need to be busy like it's because you have more free time Mm -hmm. and you like have this energy and this need to kind of like focus on something you're not used to allowing yourself to just relax and enjoy life Mm -hmm. you have to like be kind of you know I don't know what the word is like I'll uptight about something and mm-hmm. focus on something and take your energy out on something. And so the one thing that there is to do all day is like, what am I having for lunch? Or like, what am I not having? Or like, what am I going to work out? Because there's not anything else. You know, it's like, I mean, think about it just logically. When you have a really busy day, you know, say like you're with your family and like, I don't know, you guys are going to visit somebody else and you're going here and there. And like, you're not thinking about that kind of stuff right you know well i think also i'm so glad that you said that um we're biologically engineered to like we're not meant to stay on a fucking treadmill for an hour and a half to burn things like we're biologically engineered to go out do our thing and come back mm-hmm. like if we want to get to like caveman status yeah their their fitness was literally like a form of survival mm-hmm. so they didn't think about working out for yeah. us if we think about it or yeah. if we like become obsessed about it it's it's almost as if we've kind of like on a human human history standard mm-hmm. we've kind of like pivoted did ourself pivoted if that's yeah. a word ourselves into this like new way of like obsessive thinking yeah based off of like our body image and mm-hmm. we have to be this like certain look or this like certain size or eat this or that when like we're not designed to do that we're designed yeah. to survive yeah and we've lost what we were designed i mean <laughs> we've lost like what we were designed to like think about like human like interaction connection i've been listening to so many things about this like we've lost a sense of community a sense of Mm -hmm. tribe and that's why people feel so lost and unfulfilled because we don't have this sense of of tribe that's what it was i mean like i mean the whole like primal perspective is what i personally believe in in terms of food in terms of fitness in terms of everything and like it goes back to that like what you're saying with exercise but also just like the way they interacted it was about community and family and like right they weren't worrying about these kinds of things and doing these kinds of mm-hmm. things and like yeah no i totally agree and like with the exercise stuff i mean i know you train for a marathon i'm like <laughs> i'm like really I see these people with their chronic cardio and it kills me because I'm like, you're going to destroy your body. Yeah. Well, and I, I haven't ran since my marathon and I don't plan on doing it for a really long fucking time because that's not a normal thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, sorry. If somebody wants to do it, like, you know, do what you want. But like, if you want to, if you want to ask me what I think is like healthy, like, no, I don't think running marathons is fucking healthy. No, it's not fucking healthy. Like, you're just gonna destroy your joints and your body long term and it's, like, goes back to the evolution thing, like, no, nobody is fucking just randomly running for hours str- straight. No. Like, nobody was doing that. Like, our bodies are designed to do incredible, amazing things, mm-hmm. and, like, within this lazy culture that we've been in, yeah, it's great to, like, be aware of that and kind of, like, discover what we can do but holy fucking shit running 26 miles is a little psychotic yeah it's no yeah we weren't built to do that yeah we're not built to do that that's for sure but i did it and i was like oh i can keep doing a lot and doing a lot more and like that's where the that's where that line is pushed yeah that and i mean i could go into that but the point is uh fuck it's just it's kind of gnarly like really recognizing like here's this body that i've now kind of 
built myself since Mm -hmm. doing something as extreme as a marathon. And like, I love my body where it's at now, but I love it just as much as where it was when I graduated from college and I was 20 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. I just feel I have more energy now. I feel like I fit me a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but I do not like those thoughts that come in where it's, I'm never going to be that size until I'm pregnant. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not fucking okay. And I'm not going to eat that because it's going to do this. That's not fucking okay. Well, yeah, what I'm wondering is like, so I guess recently with these thoughts, is that what you're thinking? Like, what are you afraid of? Like, like if you're like, you're, you're basically saying that you've been like feeling like you've been restricting your food. Um, I've been, okay. So it's not that I'm afraid of anything. It's more of, um, I want to keep going. Like I, like, like when it comes to the food aspect, it's like, oh, I'm working out so much. And like now that I'm unemployed and I'm like kind of figure out, like figuring out the next step, I've been working out so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just repeated myself, but I want to, I guess the main thought is I want to keep losing that weight as some sort of like, I I don't know, some sort of like way of controlling the, uh, like controlling the situation. Like Mm -hmm. I can't control my career right now. I can't control my living situation. I can't control my love life. Well, like past love lives. You think you can control your way. Right. Because I have gotten this far after seeing that photo this Mm -hmm. weekend and seeing that I've lost 20 pounds. What is, what is that going to get you to lose any more weight? It's going to get me sick. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, this can't fucking happen any longer. This thought process, yeah. this desire to restrict mm-hmm. because I'm in, in out of control of the rest of my life. Yeah. Sorry. No. No, well, Danica. Because what's ironic is like when you, what you're trying to do to control something actually leads it to become out of control. 100 It's a loss of control. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And like... I'm so glad that you are willing to open up about that and that you like can recognize that so quickly. And I think it's also really hard when you're like people in their environment, like who are you around? You know, I have people who tell me like their moms are Mm -hmm. saying things, Mm -hmm. you know, like, are you really going to eat all of that? Um, (laughs) So I, I've had nothing but like great compliments. Like, Danica, you look amazing, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but there have been, I've found myself like speaking out to people close to me, like my brother's girlfriend or like the guy I used to date. I was like, I kind of think I have anorexic tendencies right now. But mm-hmm. I would say that and be like, don't worry about me. Like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. and they would just be like eat food it's good for you and it's like after they would say that that's when I would be like I'm fine don't worry about it um and a part of me was like by me saying that it was me registering with myself that yeah this is in fact something that's happening in my mind it is in fact like currently stirring in my life mm-hmm. um reaching out to people is probably people who don't understand they're just gonna say just eat food what's your problem like fuck no i don't need that kind of like yeah (laughs) that's not advice you know like they don't understand so why am i why am i even like entertaining that thought yeah um i don't know i don't know if that made sense but People never said anything about the food part because every time I've eaten around people, I just force myself to eat. Like when I was with my family and it was just like, let's fucking eat this. And I started breaking out in hives. So I'm like starting to break out in hives and I have no idea why. Well, I mean, so much of it is psychological. Yeah. They're like, you're stressed. And I'm like, I think it's because the red meat. I, I don't know what it is at this point, but. I mean, it gets confusing to know what's like yeah stress related and what's real and then that's kind of when all the thoughts get spiral out of you know yeah out of control but i just like i don't know 
it's just so good that you talk about it and you like i think that's when people get into big trouble is when they like kind of know and they don't say anything to anybody mm. let alone themselves because they think that well everybody else does eats less yeah you know yeah like but i don't know i think that i mean you think i feel like for me what always works for me anything in my life is logic and so it's like i mean for you it's like okay how did i feel yesterday when i didn't eat enough Mm -hmm. i woke up today and i literally couldn't think straight like maybe my vision was blurry i'm Mm -hmm. literally physically tired i feel like a piece of shit i couldn't do this because i didn't have enough energy like do i want to feel like that is that really control you know Mm -hmm. because to me that seems like it's out of control now Mm -hmm. now you can't control your life because you can't do whatever you want to do totally you know it's like switching your like those thoughts and then also like like what i was saying before like why like what is going further like gonna get you gonna get you losing more weight what is that gonna get you and you said i'm gonna get sick yeah okay there you go now it's the other way you know do you really want to get sick do you want one more thing in your life to be out of control do you want do you want society because at the end of the day that's not you controlling it it's society and these ideas that we've just been subliminally taught Mm. controlling what you what you think you want isn't really is that really what you want does that make sense Mm -hmm. or is that just like what you've been made to think that you want no, I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to be any thinner than I am right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I have yeah, no desire. The day doesn't come down to like, oh wait, it's just like, do I feel good? Right. I you feel. Know? I feel. As for today, I don't feel good because I didn't eat properly mm-hmm. that I needed to the past few days. But where I'm at with like my size or my number or whatever, I feel fucking amazing, yeah. and I love. I love where I'm at in an athletic physical position and I don't want to hurt that. Yeah. You want to keep that strength. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm feeling good and then totally. and it's twisting it and it's like, okay, so you're just saying I didn't nourish myself properly the few days. Is that really, well, that's bullshit because you, I know you of all people love yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know to me, you just have to twist your mindset. It's like, okay, I just lost my job and I got stripped throat and my car got broken into. I need to take control of my life. What am I going to do? I'm going to fucking love myself right. and show myself love and nourish myself and take control of my fucking life. Taking control of my life is taking care of myself. Like, you know, not being a bum on the couch mm-hmm. and not putting myself in danger, my health in danger and like focusing on something that is just ridiculous. You know, like... Like taking control of your life, of your life, taking control of your life is choosing to nourish yourself and yeah. love yourself I love and that. do what's going to make you stronger and feel healthy and happy, you know, and focusing on any number is none of that. Right. And not eating is none of that, you know, like you got to have food to fuel your brain to do good things. Yep. You have to have food to fuel your body so you can walk around and run and like talk to people and function you know i think it's just really getting to the root of like why we want certain things and why we feel certain things and like twisting it and thinking and always playing devil's advocate Mm -hmm. that makes sense that's what helps me always you know like logic i guess yeah so i don't know it's it's interesting though because i feel like so many women would kind of have the same thoughts that you're having and wouldn't process that as disordered eating thoughts yeah which is why i admire you so much that you're just like this isn't cool this is like like i mean what you said like said like anorexic tendencies whether or not that's like it's disordered eating like thoughts you know and so many people have it but most people who have it don't want to admit it yeah or face it because it's been normalized but just because something's common doesn't mean it's okay yeah or normal yeah no thank you i appreciate that um i don't know i've just come to the conclusion in life that 
if something's happening that's a little different mm-hmm. or it's kind of like a red flag and my intuition is telling me something other, then I need to honor that and I need to face that. And Absolutely. And you can't, and that's the important part, is to like trusting your intuition and your gut mm-hmm. versus, I'm sorry, but you literally cannot trust outside people because people are, compliments are nice, but they're also like, enforcing bad mindsets yep i mean when i was literally 70 70 pounds and Mm. people were telling me i looked great Mm. people were asking me what are you doing like Mm. what what workouts are you doing how are you eating fuck christina i said that yeah i i was just talking i think on the last podcast i recorded i was talking about this i'm like i literally don't understand you know like you that's why you can't you kind of can't that's how fucked up people are fuck that's insane you know i'm like don't let yourself get to that point mm-hmm. and people because people use that excuse they go well and people use that to justify it in their own heads like you know like well i people keep telling me i look good and that's what and it's hard because i'm like then it i it's also not bad to tell somebody they look good right you know, it's right, like, right. I, I, mean, I don't know where the line is but it's just kind of like that's why it's what's important is your intuition and your Mm -hmm. gut like not letting somebody's quote-unquote compliment like not using that to justify i think people battle in their heads like is this bad is this like i don't know yeah and when you're battling it it probably means it's not and then you use you kind of look for somebody to validate you from outside Mm -hmm. and then use that as an excuse to validate your behavior and then it just spirals and there's always going to be temptations you know but you can't give in just because somebody compliments you or somebody tells you especially like with women like girls like it, it sickens me yeah what girls would be like oh my god i wish they'll in the same sentence be like she looks so thin she looks too thin she looks sick and then they'll be like i wonder what she's doing yeah and you could almost see the wheels spinning oh you know that is like yeah fuck (laughs) because i think i mean and the problem is that nobody wants to tell somebody no nobody i know nobody wants to tell somebody that they're too thin Mm mm-hmm but everybody will go the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, like, not... I don't know. That's why I just feel like... I mean, it's really good that we're talking about it, I think, because I feel like the more that we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, like, the less taboo it becomes, we can just, like, fix it. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not going to get fixed. I, I guess, like, for me, the main thing that I'm, like that I'm learning about myself today specifically Mm. is that so there I was at 168 and looking back at the photo and I'm just thinking like wow I was really round and I don't want to be that that those like terrible thoughts in my Mm -hmm. mind but I loved who I was at that time yeah I also love who I am right now Mm -hmm. but the thing is regardless of those two weights the regardless the two different people that I was I don't ever 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 want to fucking lose who i am to my core yeah and i feel as if today at 148 and not nourishing myself completely the way i should be mm-hmm. is a one track path to yeah. fucking losing myself yeah preach losing this like direction of like who i am to mm-hmm. my core i love me so much that I am not going to allow this take over myself. I have the tendencies today, but I don't want it to happen next week, specifically tomorrow, but like, you know, baby steps. And it's just like, whatever the weight is, it doesn't matter. As long as I feel, feel me, then that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my joy. Yes. And that's it. And that's the key. And then that's it. Every decision you're making, every, like, and what you're saying, right. like, taking it one, literally one moment at a time, every choice you're making, am I nourishing myself? Am I loving myself right yeah. now? Is this choice out of love or out of hate? Every choice of every day, you know, like what is it out of love and loving yourself or is it out of hate? Yeah, dude, totally. 
fuck yeah i feel like we just like broke barriers i feel like do you feel any better yeah i do totally good 100 percent. i now like want to go get an ice cream or something <laughs> oh my god i might like make uber go to like mcdonald's and get an Dude, ice cream do it do it <laughs> nourish nourish your bod man i have ice cream in the fridge <laughs> i'm serious you can totally have some perfect i might take a scoop oh my god yeah but no i do feel a lot better and like all in all these feeling these tend these feelings and tendencies um are a direct reflect reflection of like this is where i'm at in life Mm -hmm. this is i'm in a fucking weird growing pain yeah like really weird shit's happening to me mm-hmm. and what's gonna happen next is gonna be amazing but i don't want to look to that point because right now there are things and there are thoughts that need to be like addressed yeah and then i'll take care of tomorrow you know what yes. i mean like it you just have to fucking put it like at the singular thought mm-hmm. of just eat yes you're gonna be okay out of babe oh my god i'm so proud of you you're so uh thanks for like literally being my therapist you're <laughs> so much cheaper than therapy because i don't have health insurance oh right god. now <laughs> anytime i love to listen and on all of everyone who's listening right now thanks for being my therapist literally thank you for sharing all of that that's you're so most people would not be willing to share all of that oh man like i'm definitely pretty stressed talking about it like i feel like i want to shit myself but like i think it's good for you yeah i think it's you're gonna when people listen to this i think it's gonna help a lot of people good you're not alone and you're not trapped in any like thought patterns i think people need to realize that like you're not you're you don't have to think a certain way forever you can change the way you think Told. i love that you just said that yeah because that's, I think that's the problem is sometimes we, we get trapped in a certain way of thinking. We're just like, I don't, well, that's just how I think. Mm. No, absolutely not. It's a very ignorant way yeah. of living. It's all in what, I mean, who, who are you listening to? Who are you surrounding yourself? What are you surrounding yourself with? Because you can change your thought patterns. You know, you're not, it's totally. a choice. It's a choice every time. Mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming and for sharing all of that like i'm like honored that you like would open up like that thanks for Seriously. having me thanks You're for listening freaking amazing oh my god anytime that's fucking anytime. awesome i feel like yeah no so many like mic drops right there <laughs> i love it guys if you love Danika as much as me you should check out her Instagram and her blog. Tell them where they can find you. Oh, man. Um, You're like, ugh. <laughs> well, I need to, now that I, like, I'm no longer employed, I guess I should kind of, like, if anyone needs a photographer, to social media. <laughs> yeah, like, I will take any work right now. <laughs> Hi, Danica. You can, you can find me my photography is Eastland and Hale or at Eastland and Hale. I S E L I N A N D H A L E. Um, and then my personal is it's Danika Miller, D A N I K A, not C. And then I'll put it in the show notes too. Perfect. And then um, blog wise, just don't go there. <laughs> no, it's fucking, it's the fucking bomb. You can have such good material. I can um your life man my yeah the blog is eastlandinhale.com love it cool well thank you so much again for coming thanks for having me hope you guys enjoyed this one please um comment and tell us what you thought if this brought up anything for you love when you reach out if you liked it please leave a rating and review on itunes and stitcher please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes it's totally free totally free guys and yeah thanks again for joining and we'll talk to you again next week